0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menard's. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection. Ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save
0: big money
1: at Menards. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, only on Hulu, Friday. Look at us, all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon.
2: Shots, shots, shots! This Friday just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here?
1: Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice.
2: I'm sorry, drug lord nice?
1: With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into oh, chaos. chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2. Rated R. Streaming only on Hulu. Friday. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over. 27 years away.
2: Hey, Brad is here. I am here. It is Thanksgiving week. We yeah. started a little early today to kind of, you know, kick I don't know. I don't know what your work schedule is like tomorrow, but it's been pretty slow uh, at work and you know, I've been I've been being a little bit more uh on call than than like sort of constantly at my desk this week, which is which is good. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, you know, people are uh, for, especially for my website. Uh, you know, people are kind of hanging out and and not doing too much. But um, yeah, so we're gonna do uh, quick hits on uh, some of the news that came out. A lot of the news literally came out the day after we recorded last week, so <laughs> of some course. of it'll be um, a little a little older for for folks, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it. But uh, I guess the first thing before we even start with the Aaron Judge stuff is w- what's the uh, what's the deal for Thanksgiving? What are you? How are you guys doing it? Are you big party, little party? What's going on?
3: Yeah, so my mom every year uh, invites both uh, Denise's family and our family and extended family and stuff together. Uh, So we're doing that Thursday. It's in town, which is good. Um, Actually took tomorrow off of work uh, because I'm one of those people that the day before Thanksgiving, I'll go into the garage and I will bring down the Christmas buckets and all the decorations and all the, the, our fake trees and all that stuff. So tomorrow I'm going to spend the day watching soccer in the morning and then uh, decorating the house for Christmas and getting it ready. Uh, and, and then the big Turkey bash on Thursday, sit around and watch football and soccer because uh, of the world cup. Um, yeah, but but yeah, we stay in town and then and then we spend Friday, Saturday, and Sunday just kind of finishing up the decorations, listening to Christmas music, and uh just kind of generally chilling out. And every I swear, every Thanksgiving weekend, that Sunday around four o'clock, we Mm -hmm. go, Where did those four or five days go? (laughs) Because they go by so fast.
2: (laughs) Uh, do you guys do like a special food dish is it traditional like is there a little a little evans wrinkle there that uh, some people may not may not be aware of no
3: that's the christmas eve stuff that that's the spanish spaniard christmas eve stuff the, the thanksgiving barbecue turkey i don't know if that's out of the ordinary for most people but that's what we do we barbecue a turkey every year um there was one year i think uh oh yeah during covid uh we couldn't really get together so i barbecued a turkey here for our family and that was fun um sat out and i got the uh the outdoor uh fire pit going had that uh it was probably 25 degrees uh so i had everything and i was just kind of sitting around everything <laughs> that was lit on fire watching football um <laughs> But no, no wrinkles. I mean, the, the stuffing is kind of a a family tradition stuffing, uh, going back a few years. But no, no, nothing, nothing crazy. We save that for, for Christmas Eve with the, the paella and the chimpino. There you go. And, oh yeah. That's, oh my that's, god, that, that sounds that, delicious. That gets wild, man. Chipino <laughs> is one of
2: those things that if I had the opportunity to, I would eat way more often yes. than I do. But you go to a restaurant, and you know, most you, you have to find certain restaurants that would serve it, but
3: oh my gosh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, there's a couple around here in Reno that do a pretty good job. There's some Basque restaurants in in Reno, so there's actually some really good uh you know, Spanish slash French uh gypsy type of food, like that type of stuff. Um uh but yeah, the the chipino is a family recipe. Um, and the paella is Spanish family recipe. And that's the one that, oh my gosh, I don't normally eat rice, but man, you put paella in front of me. I don't care whose recipe it is and I will devour it. And then, and then I'll take the leftovers and I'll eat it for like three or four days. No problem. So
2: speaking of rice, that is going to be the whole wrinkle to our Thanksgiving because obviously my parents are in Arizona. So they yeah, yeah. are doing their own Thanksgiving, but my mom historically was white rice with gravy over mashed potatoes. And there so you my know. youngest, he's the one who's still hung up on the traditional or like the way that my mom did it. So yeah, there's yeah. a couple things that we kind of have to still do so that he won't be frustrated, but that's one. So I, we, we like, we just have random steamed rice, uh, with, that's though nice. that's, that's how I would prefer to eat it as well. But I like, mashed yeah, potatoes. yeah. But um yeah, so no, it'll be it'll be a blast. And like you said, there's nothing about football. There's like three games on that day. Three games. How many World with soccer
3: League? in the morning? Uh the, with the World Cup um starting today. So so yesterday there were only three matches. Today there were four. And then going forward, there's four every day in the so Even state. on Thanksgiving. Even on Thanksgiving. Uh first game is two AM. Uh, And then there's a 5 a.m. So uh, we get up at 5.30 on on work days. So I've been able to watch um, pretty much the 5 o'clock matches on. And tomorrow morning, my team, Spain, plays at at 8 a.m. So I'll definitely be up. On my days off, I'm up at 6.37 anyways. Um, But I'll be up at 8 o'clock, cup of coffee. Got a new coffee mug coming tomorrow. Oh, Um, yeah. Because it's so dang cold here in Reno and we turn off the heater at night yeah. because it's a small house. The heater yeah. wakes you up and it yeah. dries you out. Um. So it's about 58 degrees in the house when we get up in the morning <laughs> uh, and before we could turn on the heater. So I get up in the morning and I, I start to drink my coffee. And lately I've been noticing that I, I get about three, four sips in. I put it down. I get distracted. I come yeah, back to drink cold. it like 15. Yeah. It's, it's like an ice cube. Yeah. So I I found a Chewbacca corksicle insulated coffee mug with a lid. So I bought that. It's coming today. That'll be my first shot tomorrow is I'll fill that sucker up and I'll have nice piping hot coffee for two hours of soccer. I'm very excited. There you go. It doesn't take much. It's the little things,
2: right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The little gimmicks that just make your life that tiny, tiny, tiny percent uh, easier. Um, All right. So people see my... uh, on video mm-hmm. you can see my 49ers at yeah, yeah. uh Mike Gilbert my buddy Mike Gilbert was substitution for uh okay. Rod last night on our podcast cuz Rod was in Mexico City watching the game live and That's if awesome. you haven't heard that uh check that out it is in this this feed BSPN feed for people watching on video it is on the BSPN YouTube channel and it's actually uh got a a, a nice little little uh chunk of hits there so good on that i thought it was a really fun show and it's always fun when your team wins so it's positive you know you're not nitpicking so oh jimmy g
3: come on it was <laughs> like oh jimmy g <laughs> yeah he's on uh so i get i get a waiver wire uh update every week of like who who do you want to grab who do you want to grab He's on there. He's Mm -hmm. on the waiver wire grabs this week. So, yeah, there you go, man. Jimmy G. All right.
2: So uh, let's talk about the first couple of things that are on the list. And yesterday we saw that a uh, young man who we are trying to sign to our baseball team, who is from the Northern California area, uh, was shown as uh, coming off the plane. Did he fly into SFO? Is that how people saw him? I would assume so. I think he came into San Francisco. Yeah, and supposedly, uh, though I haven't heard a peep out of anybody who who does Giants coverage that he was supposed to meet with the team today. And uh, I'll I'll quickly look at uh, at notifications of uh, Baggerly and uh, and uh, Pavlovich. But Baggerly is off Twitter because he doesn't like the the Elon Musk aspect of it. So it's it's all up to Pavlovic, Man, Pavlovich might have. Giants Twitter all by himself here, but no, no updates. So
3: supposedly, I, d- I do meet... have one. Oh, you do. Go I do it. have one. There was one earlier today. I forgot to send it to you, and I went looking for it earlier. Then I got distracted. Came back. So I'll just read it here on the air. It's a it's a tweet via KNBR um, and and John Morosi, who's Giants or not mm-hmm. Giants writer, but uh, a national baseball writer, writer yeah. national writer. He was on with uh, Papa and Lund today, uh, and he said, "quote." My understanding is this meeting is still going on. That was four hours ago, uh, okay. and, and this afternoon, it's an all-day type of experience. I'm sure he's going to see the ballpark. I would expect the Giants will play heavily on that emotion. This is the team in which Judge fell in love with the game. So yeah, that was the quote
2: from Rossi today. And we, we've talked about this, Rich Aurelia, his favorite player when he was growing up. Yeah. Uh, when uh, you know when when Judge was going for the the sixty. Uh, he and Bonds were very friendly back and forth. Bonds was like, "We need to bring." The-. He he was still playing for the Yankees, and Bonds was like, "No, nope, we got to bring him." To <laughs> That's like tampering,
3: much, Barry? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> but but if but if Barry's not on the Giants' payroll, yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then there there's there's, the, there's there little was, nuances
2: too. Yeah. <laughs> then there was the funny story where he got a Jonathan Sanchez autograph. So, you know, he he's from this area. It Doesn't mean anything. It's still going to come down to who gives him the best contract or the contract that suits his needs the best. Like that's what it's going to come down to. But if you have a little, bit, a, a little bit of this nostalgia and this fandom and this childhood stuff kind of leaning in your favor, maybe if the contract is the same as the other team, maybe that stuff helps you get the job done. Uh, we've talked about it, you know, the the whole idea of him Playing in into his late 30s, he probably becomes solely a DH at that point. So the, the contract has to be smart as well. Um, but, you know, I think we all are hoping that, that he becomes the guy. Because then if he's not the guy, then you quickly move on to some of the next players. And that's kind of what we'll talk about here. Uh Lots of Carlos Correa talk of late. Uh, yeah. I know Baggerly did a mailbag, and he mentioned him. And he you know, as like sort of the guy, if judge doesn't come and, you know, we don't think Trey Turner is probably likely then all eyes go to Carlos Correa. And the, the one thing about Correa is he plays shortstop. And so does Brandon Crawford. And there's a a little bit of a thing there. I mean, I'm sure Brandon Crawford would be a really good second baseman if, if they wanted him to play there or, you know, maybe Correa could play third. There's options in in, in both ways, but Man, that would be uh, that would also be a lot of fun. So, what do you think about this Carlos Correa talk?
3: I think I mean uh, <laughs> that's a tough one, man. I always I've been asked that a few times this off season. I'm not a fan of the guy. I think he was a little cocky about the whole 2017 cheating scandal. He's pretty cocky. Yeah,
2: he's a, he's kind of a, a young dude, kind of like yeah. uh, you know uh, the way that I look. You know, you look at guys. Does he reach the Machado scale? Because the Machado scale is, <laughs> you know, that's, and, and I believe yeah. Manny has calmed down in his he's older years. He's calmed down a little but bit. I, I don't see Correa in the Machado scale. So, I, you know, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't sense that he's necessarily a bad person at the same time.
3: No, definitely not a bad person. I think he's just cocky. And again, in baseball, you know what the Giants don't have this, they didn't have this last year was cocky. They swagger. didn't have anybody. No swagger. They had no swagger. Zero. Jock Peterson brought the swagger in spring training. Gradone was a little bit fiery, Redone, but yeah, and it felt, it was just kind of a little up and down and it felt like, oh, it's going to peak. Oh, they're going to get cocky. It's going to start. No, it never happened. Um, so the Giants, I mean, it, you could argue that they they need something like that. Um, I would be okay with that and and I think he could probably play second base. He could probably play third base. Um, you know, the Giants are always going to be looking for uh players who are good defensive players that could pop around the infield um, or pop around to all three outfield spots. If you're an outfielder, not uh, just like, you know, grab a guy and he is a center fielder only like a Cody Bellinger. You are a center fielder only. That's all you can play. Bellinger could play left field. He could play right field. He's a good defensive player. Um, so I think I would, I, I think I would be okay with that. But I want to ask you a question. I yep. did find on Twitter uh, the handle at MLB NERDS. So this is not a, this is not our friends, bat flips and nerds. This is at MLB NERDS. They have a lot of followers, quite a few followers. Um, did you follow them from our Thompson the Clark account? Uh, you know what? I didn't do that yet. We should do that. I'll do that yeah, as we you're should, speaking. Yeah. I'll do that. Do that as I'm telling you. So yeah. they, they did a nice, uh, a fun little 11 uh, series, uh, 11 tweet series, uh, free agent tracker, free agent um, uh, predictions. Uh, and it's easy to follow along because they're pictures and with the, with the team's logos. Uh-huh. So if you're like me, who's kind of a brain dead idiot sometimes, <laughs> I, I like pictures with logos make it simple because when i'm searching through i don't want to i don't want to just read names and, mm-hmm. and then the team they might go to no no no. i want i want to know all the stuff so in their predictors they did not have aaron judge going to us they had him wow. going back to the yankees yeah um so i had a question for you i yes. went through all of their 11 series Yeah. and i thought hmm the ones that they predicted for us, would Garrett be cool with us getting these mm-hmm. five players instead of the one Aaron Judge? So here we go. One well, I, of them, I, I will be, tell you, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just
2: followed them on Twitter. Okay. Maybe, and maybe I'll I'll retweet some of these and and just mention yeah, the, right the on. podcast. But number eleven hurt my feelings immediately. Oh no. Brandon Belt to the Chicago White Sox.
3: Yeah, I didn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't want to break that. (laughs) Okay, go for it. (laughs) All right. So one of the players of the five that we would possibly get, according to these predictions by at MLB Nerds, uh, is Taylor Rogers, the brother of Tyler Rogers, and that that's been kicked around quite a bit. That that's a pretty good rumor because Taylor and Tyler playing together on the same team would be pretty awesome. Taylor is a fantastic relief pitcher. Yeah. Um, he, he tanked a little bit in the end of the season last year once he got over to Milwaukee, finished with an 81 ERA plus. But before that, he was always above 100 ERA plus, up in the 130s, 140s sometimes. Um, so he's one of the players. Another one, catcher Wilson Contreras, a 3.9 oh, Interesting. Yeah. 3. Okay, 9 so, so him so. and Joey
2: Bart. Right. So we would have to yeah. figure out the Bart thing immediately. Does that make Bart tradable immediately?
3: It possibly does. Um, you can have Bart face uh uh left-handed batter or left-handed pitchers. Um you know what? I forgot to check what so Wilson Contreras is. Contreras is a right handed hitter. Okay, so um, he's a righty, so yeah, there's no he he had twenty-two jacks there. last year. Mm-hmm
2: uh o p s of eight fifteen yeah and he is thirty years old, and right. so i am mad. i didn't look at the contract is is the reason why the cubs are willing to trade him because they will have to pay him at some point, or is he a yes. free agent this year
3: um i believe or, sorry, he is a year, next year i think he is a free agent this year actually um because I don't know if he would be on this list. Oh right, right, right. Because it is a free, yeah. it's a free agent
2: list, so the Giants would have yeah. to go five years, whatever he's gonna make. He's probably I don't I don't know catch I don't know what catchers are making. Um, well, he
3: made nine point six last year, uh, and he'll be thirty one. So thirty one year old catcher with pop, though. I mean, catchers yeah. have their own market, really, when it comes down to it. So right. Um, but yeah, I, I you know I'm not really sure on the contracts of these because I just liked looking at and saying if there was no judge with a 10.6 WAR, but we got these other players, would it make right. me feel better about the situation? Spot Track
2: has his calculated value at four years, sixty five million, so about a sixteen million dollar average salary, okay per year.
3: And the Giants could do that. They yeah. certainly could do totally that. Could. And they can move Bart, get some uh young talent in his place. Um you know, there's there's a lot of things the Giants can do. They're they're very flexible right now with their roster. Yeah. Okay, so um, Rogers yeah. and
2: Contreras are the first two. Yep.
3: Yeah. Carlos Correa who we just talked about mm-hmm. um 5.4 WAR last year got a little off to a little bit of a slow start in Minnesota but uh so would you if you had to play in 25 degree <laughs> weather in spring especially if you're it. a
2: Latin American player who's Exactly. Used to,
3: yeah. Yeah, and San Francisco's not the warmest place in the spring no. yeah. but you know you you still it, it, it would still be okay. Uh AJ Pollock with his point four WAR uh, but he had a 3.1 war the year before with the Dodgers. So last year was a little bit of an off year with the White Sox.
2: And he would be our
3: right-handed DH to Jock's left-handed DH, essentially. Correct. Correct. Because the fifth player that they predicted was Jock Peterson with his 1.3 war. Uh, and I think they made this prediction after the Giants had extended the offer to him, but before he had accepted it. So I think they kind of knew like, okay, well, he's going to accept that. So let's, let's, this is a slam dunk. Let's put Jock Peterson on there with this 1.3 war. So would that make you feel okay? Taylor Rogers, Wilson Contreras, Carlos Correa, AJ Pollock, Jock Peterson, but no judge.
2: I like, I like the Correa piece. Um I like the Pollock piece. Obviously, Jock is here. I'm kind of wondering now I, I'm trying to look at this list because do would you rather have a starter or a reliever? I feel like the Giants need a starter because who are they gonna plug into the Radon spot here?
3: Yeah, and, and this is I think this is just kind of the top five that the Giants would go with. Um, there, there's gotta be some starters in there. If that happened, it wouldn't be a big splash starter. Yeah. It'd be like Um, a Kluber for one year or something like that. It would be reclamation projects. Um, you know, which the giants are very good at. Uh, you know, I I think they would go that route. They could go the trade route. Uh, they could finally start dipping into the minor league pool and saying, look, we, this is how we're going to have to do it to get a controllable, good young arm or a controllable arm who's about to explode and we think we know what 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 it takes to put him over the hump um so i think it's going to have to be that situation uh would i rather have taylor rogers over a I mean let's just throw Rodone out there. Yeah, uh, Obviously I I'd, I'd like to have Rodone. Right. I, I just I just don't know if we're ever going to give a pitcher a 7-year contract. Um more I mean if Rodone was 5 years, if he would settle on 5 years with the he, Giants, I mean he may have to. I mean the,
2: the, the it's, yeah. all, it's all about what the market is, right? I don't yeah. are team's going to give him a 7-year contract?
3: Uh somebody might the Yankees might. Um the Dodgers if I don't know. See, and the, and the Dodgers don't do that either. I, I don't I don't know exactly what their offer was to uh Scherzer, if they even offered him anything yeah. when he walked last year.
2: I feel like teams today when it comes to starting pitching, it's like NFL teams with running backs. It's like yeah. you know, once you hit that age limit, we're we're kind of doing, you know, one year here, two years here. I really, I'm, I'm very interested to see because I hope Redone gets as much money as he can. Obviously, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would be very interested to see if t- you know I, he may have to sign uh, a three year deal or, or or something like that. Which you know he'll 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 make twenty million a year or more for sure, probably yeah.
3: higher than that, twenty five. He's got to because he had twenty two right this year, and he could have just stayed and been comfortable at that twenty two and said, "Well, right. let me do one more year." And then let me get into the 30 range.
2: Yeah, that would be um, I mean, that'd be great for him.
3: Here's so so I like
2: I like a lot of that. And I would say Taylor Rogers is a good fallback if they cannot get a starter. I would prefer a starter over Taylor Rogers. I think the Contreras thing is really interesting. I haven't heard him attached to the Giants in any way. So that is super interesting.
1: Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews.
2: Uh, what about there's two other names that have kind of been tied to the team of recent uh, last few days here. And uh, one of them is Kenley Jensen. I saw that out there a little bit that the Giants would possibly be interested in him. And as an eighth inning guy, I mean he wasn't he wasn't the Kenley Jensen of old last year, but he was still pretty right. solid as an eighth inning guy. Would you trust him more than Tyler
3: Rogers? <laughs> I would. I mean, he's got the track record, and, and and he's he's had the big game situations. God knows he's pitched in the playoffs enough times. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I I I'd, I'd be fine with that instead of uh, let's say Taylor Rogers. I think Taylor
2: um, Rogers is the guy you would give. Multiple years too, right? You would give him so. three years and you'd give Jensen kind of a one and one
3: kind of thing. Especially because Taylor Rogers may take less money for those three years to be able to because because we know Tyler Rogers is tied to the Giants for a while. Yeah, because um, they still have years on him, right? Yeah, exactly. So to be able to pitch with his brother for three years in the majors in San Francisco. I, I mean, they—they they seem to have a very close relationship. Um, uh, they're twins, right? I mean, so twinsies, I think, man. I don't think you could have a closer relationship than that, man. I know um, the I'll... twins
2: that are in my household, and
3: these guys <laughs> are true. Just like there, there's no closer than than uh, identical twins. So, so you could you could flick one on the arm, and then the other one feels it. Is that how? Like, is that like, how it works?
2: I'll just give you a quick story uh, on uh, <laughs> my stepson. So they're thirteen and if you were to sit them on separate sides of the couch let's say for 2 hours like you're just you're putting like one of those uh cameras that 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 just takes a picture like every minute oh yeah and in the, the in the end of those 2 hours they would be like this <laughs> like they would just inch <laughs> towards each other <laughs> That's and then they would be sitting right next to each other. Oh, like, that is it's,
1: so cool.
2: It, well, I, it's, it's, you know, I've only been in their lives for about three and a half years. So I can't um, like, I, I kind of make fun of it because to me, it's like shocking, but my wife obviously, and, uh, and her, her ex-husband they you know, the, to them, it's just like, yeah, this is just, this is just how they are. But to yeah, me, I'm like, like we've wait, seen this before. <laughs> did you see, like, they just hated each other. They said, <laughs> I hope that, you know, you get a stomach ache and you throw up, and then two seconds later, they're like sitting on each other's lap. I'm like, what's going on here? But no, they're just twins. That's, just, that's how it
0: works.
3: <laughs> that is great because my, my girls don't do that. They're, they're two years apart. And if, you know, if they're mad at each other, it could last a while until I pull them into the room together and go, let's end this, man, because yeah. this house is tense and I don't like it. <laughs> That's great. I love twins. Twins, are so <laughs> it's 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 hilarious. It is so, yeah. so. you uh, know, it, it's it's pretty
2: fun too. It, it it's you know. Oh, yeah, twins. There's. It's not like there's twins in every family, so it's pretty. It's pretty. No.
3: Fun. No. So uh, I could see that. I could see that. So three years together, those two guys, three years together. I think that would be awesome. And I have he- heard Wilson Contreras' name back at the trade deadline. Okay. That yeah. That's um, when we
2: heard it. Yeah.
3: Right. And and Joey Bart, of course, was part of that. You know, Bart mm-hmm. going to the Cubs. So we've heard that. So we've heard a little bit of a tie in that situation. Um, but yeah, Kenley Jansen, I would be I would be very happy with that. And I, I know a lot of people the, uh, Dodger. the whole the yeah, the whole ex Dodger this and ex... <laughs> hey man, it, you know, this Baseball is not like that anymore. That
2: our GS, our the, the president of baseball operations, came from the Dodgers. Like
3: we can't really be too picky. Yeah, there. exactly. He came from the Dodgers. Dusty Baker, who was our manager for years, came was a Dodger. Um, you know, it just it happens nowadays. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's not that big of a deal. So I'd, I'd okay. be fine with that. One more player, and
2: mm-hmm. I just looked him up on Spot Track. He is. Uh, 30 I think this is his age 32 season uh played for the Mariners Mitch Haniger who is a free agent last year uh had a base salary of 7,750,000 Spotrac has his market value as 4 years 60 million so his average would be about 15 million I I don't even you know I I should have looked this up but I have no idea what kind of defensive player he is because the <laughs> the thing that you don't want to do is add you know more bad defenders in, in the outfield because all the DH spot is essentially taken up for seventy five percent of the of the abs with with Jock.
3: Yeah, and and he's not a horrible outfielder I and mean, he's not a Gold Glove outfielder. He is just an outfielder. He's not going to hurt us. Um, he has a, a career d war of 0. 0.1 hmm. so no i mean it is it, it, again it, his worst season yeah his worst season is 2021 his d war was minus one other than that for the most part it's been in the positive uh 0. 0.4 0. 0.5 0. 0.3 and then this year it was zero but he only played in 57 games this year because yeah, <laughs> yeah and i've been a mitch um even though he went to Mitty high school. Oh, I, still I didn't missed. know he was a Bay area guy. He's a Bay area guy. So that's wow. why the talk is possible. He went to Mitty, and then he went to Cal poly. Um, and so that's why the talk is, you know, he'd be a good fit for the giants. Come back to San Francisco. Don't know if he was a giants fan growing up. Don't know any of that stuff. But uh, the fact that he lived in the Bay Area, grew up in the Bay Area, went to high school in the Bay Area, that that's kind of a draw. Um, and, and I think you get those ties anytime you hear about that. I've also heard rumors of the Dodgers with mm-hmm. um, Rangers. And, I, and this is how it's going to go this offseason. I feel Any like the Rangers are comes, attached to every player. <laughs> that's exactly what it's going to be. Any player you can think of is going to be attached. To the Rangers.
2: So Baggerly had a joke uh, in his in his uh, mailbag where somebody was like, "Oh, you know, Brandon Belt, you know, with the X, Y, and Z," and 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 Baggerly's like, "Oh, you mean with Bochy and the Rangers? Yeah, sure." Like, and then he did the same thing with with Bumgarner. Someone said, "You know, could the Giants bring back Bumgarner?" He's like, "Oh, you mean Bochy and the Rangers? Sure." Like. <laughs> That, that 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 may be where some of those guys go, right? Because Boach loves his vets. Yeah. He loves the guys he can trust. And uh, the Rangers are going to throw around all kinds of money. We saw last year with, with uh, Seager and Simeon. So, you know, that I think that's probably an option for just about every single player. And they're probably the team that the agents will use to bid up the team that they really want to go to as, as well. That's probably yeah. how it's going to work.
3: I, I can't imagine Belt would not want to go to Texas if they called him because you've got his his home state and you've got Bochi. I mean, it, it, that's the perfect storm. If Belt doesn't end up in either Texas or retired, I would be completely shocked. N- and
2: now you're hurting my feelings again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, two more players. <laughs> and and the, uh, I'm just mentioning this mo- more for position than anything else, which Ooh. is... Now, Cody Bellinger got non-tendered by the Dodgers. Right. People are talking about him because he's an a above average center fielder, and we know the Giants have defensively frustrating last year. There's also Brandon Nemo out there. He's probably not I don't know. I can't imagine the Giants are going to go that hard for him because he's kind of he's he's kind of the guy that you add when you're one you know when you're that one outfielder defensive outfielder away you need to get pushed over the, the they need a couple players more than than just him but you know i in my head like a perfect thing would be like let's let's get left field figured out whether that's judge or 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 whomever and then you if you get a center fielder and let's say he's going to hit 6th or 7th in the order fine but he's going to chase down balls in that that big outfield and then you let Maybe Yaz and Slater kind of just take over right field. Both of them can cover that area really well. Uh, maybe, you know, above averagely. And then you don't have to, you know, that's the that's the lefty righty there is, is Slater and, and Yaz. And and everyone sort of has a role and and the team is way more structured than they were last year when everyone's playing all kinds of different positions and nobody knows where they're going. And all of a sudden Yaz has got to play center and like I like that idea of a little bit more structure and the guys kind of knowing, okay, I'm, I just really have to worry about right field. Maybe I'll slide over to, to left here and there, but I have a focus and I have a structure and, and I, I'm playing ball. Now, unfortunately, Tim Kalkami interviewed Kapler and he's like, yeah, you know, what do you think about this? The, the, the lefty righty thing. And maybe, you know, not doing it as much. And Kapler was not about that life at all. He was like, <laughs> no, I want to do it more. No, he didn't say it exactly that way, but like you're you're just like this is just a thing that the Giants do.
3: Yeah, and it's it's ingrained as long as Farhan is there, as long as Kapler is there, that that's pretty much going to be it. Um I, I, anything we could do to not see and we won't because Darren Ruff is gone, but anything <laughs> we could do to not see Darren Ruff in left field? Jack Peterson, maybe ten games in left field this season. Yeah, um, we saw Tyro Estrada in left field last year. Uh, anything we can do to avoid any of that, I, I would, I would be ecstatic about it. Um, adding Cody Bellinger, like you said. So Grant's been Grant Brisby has been doing a really good um, profile, fantastic job. Yeah. yeah, profiles of free agents on on the Athletic. Uh, he did a great one about Cody Bellinger. Uh, I liked what he said about it's not the first free agent like you just mentioned too. It's the, it, it's going to be like to shore up your defense. Sure. Um, but as a guy who's hit 37 home runs before, um, it's a guy for 47, right? Like, Oh, you're talking about the MVP year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll look it up. But, but a guy, a guy who can hit, but hasn't hit the last two or three years just been absolutely awful the last couple of years
2: yeah and 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 um, that, that's important right it's not only a yeah. one-year thing it's a multi-year thing for him
3: yeah exactly it's it's not and that's what we talked about too because i think on our text uh string earlier this week he said but they can what if the giants can unlock him?" and i said but it's been three years i i just i don't have the confidence um may maybe i, I mean gosh i think it would be a uh a, uh a, successful year if he could hit 240 with 20 home runs yeah and have good defense but but maybe that's that's good maybe that's good if you can just not break the bank on him the back of his
2: baseball card is ridiculous <laughs> it's so weird as a rookie he hits 39 bombs has a uh 933 ops Comes back the second year. Batting average is a little bit lower. Still hits 25 bombs. Plays in every single game. Uh, You know, again, not not as great, but 4.15 war. 2019, 47 bombs, 115 RBI, 95 walks, 305 average, 8.63 war, 1.035 OPS, Like that's an all time season in in baseball. Like you know you you that that MVP season is like it's not you know he doesn't have sixty bombs like Judge did, but man what what a great season that was. And then the the next year's pandemic, two thirty nine average, twenty twenty one he plays ninety five games and has a one sixty five batting average, not walking anymore because. Why would you walk the guy? You just pitched to him. <laughs> yeah. And then last year, uh, 60, uh, he played 130. He started 135 games, and he started for defense, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, 19 home run, 68 RBI, hit 210, 654 OPS, and was just a 1.13 war. So even with the good defense, like, he was almost – and he he was basically a replacement level player offensively.
3: Yeah, and that and that's and that's brutal. And us as Giants fans too, the fir- first couple of seasons that he had in, in LA, we were like, "Oh my god, we got to put up with this guy now for like <laughs> ten years." And then all of a sudden he starts nosediving, and we're like, "Yeah, this is excellent because." Uh, but, of course, the Dodgers are like, well, we'll just go get Mookie bets. Exactly. And then and we'll, we'll just trade for Scherzer and Turner. It's fine. We'll, we'll fix it. Dicks. So now, now Exactly. <laughs> so now after three years of just being not very good, um, now he's there for the taking for everybody, yeah. which, which is bizarre. You would never have – after that MVP season, if you would have told me that, I would have said, I don't – I mean, it had to be some sort of massive injury where, like, he lost an arm and he's yeah. swinging with one arm. Uh, I, I mean, other than that, the guy was crushing everything in the zone. But now you watch his at-bats, and it's, you, like you said, you don't have to walk him. You just have to throw him stuff out of the zone, and he will swing at it. There's There are no takes. Um, can the Giants get him more disciplined at the plate? Probably, but he's not going to hit 280. He's not going to hit 290. He's not going to hit 40 home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that'd be a great piece. I mean, can you imagine? They get Judge, they get, you know, uh, not necessarily Correa, but maybe Wilson Contreras, um, Taylor Rogers, or Kenley Jansen, and then shore up the outfield with Bellinger. And then, and then, you've, got a, then you've got a really good defense all of a sudden. Uh, you've got Slater, you've got Yaz, you've got Judge, and you've got Bellinger. Um, what happens to late-night Lamont at that point? Uh, Because now, now if, if, if you do that, you've got four outfielders. Do you need that fifth outfielder at that point? Mm, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be, when we're done with free agency, if we pick up a lot of pieces, this team is going to look very different next year Mm -hmm. because you're, you're going to have guys who are out of options that the giants are going to have to make decisions about, and they're going to be really, really tough decisions. And we're going to hate every single one of them because we're not going to want to see some of these guys go. Cause we're going to be thinking of 2021, <laughs> <and> not 2022. That's <laughs> just the way we think sometimes, but it, it's going to be, it's It's a tough off season when you're 81 and 81, your off season is uh and, and you want to win and you have to compete with the Dodgers. You have to compete with the Padres. Your off season is going to be tough for the fans. I'm still thinking of 2014,
2: man. Bring back Mad Bum. There you go. Bring back Santiago Castilla. Yeah. You know, bring back... Oh, Buster's retired. Sorry. Bring back the great Juan
3: Perez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yes>. Exactly. Blanco. <laughs> bring them all back, man. I don't care how old they are. All right. Quickly, uh, let's talk about... Uh, let, let's mm. let folks know what we're drinking. I know that you, sent, you, you secured a, a specific beer that you were very happy with, uh, with getting today. And, uh, I I know you, you have some, uh, whiskey on the way for next week, but, uh, what is, what is the beer that you're drinking tonight?
3: Yeah. I won't, I won't spoil it on the whiskey yet, but I've got, so in October Sierra Nevada, my favorite brewery in the world has been for years and years and years. Um, they brew the celebration fresh hop IPA every year. Um, And it always comes out, they always hit the social media market with it around October. And they go, "Yeah, we're brewing it. Look for it soon. I go, "Ah, October's too early, too early. So, of course, I tell my wife, when you go to the store, if you see it, grab it. Um, And so last week, or actually not even last week, I think it was about two or three days ago, she was at the store. She saw it, 12-pack, picked it up. And it is one of my favorite beers. I give it a five stars on Untapped. If you're on Untapped, come find me. Um, uh, Evans fifty one fifty. Same handle as everywhere else. Uh, Celebration Fresh Hop IPA. One of my favorite. I'm almost done with it too, but <laughs> but no fear. I have eleven more after this one. But this is my first one of the season. It is fantastic. Piney, fresh hops, uh, sticky, juicy. Uh, just one of my favorite beers to sip on. It always reminds me of, of fall and winter, uh, good meats, good barbecue. Uh, highly recommend if you've never had one before. And I just had something that
2: uh, I, I, I've had before, and, and I'll explain the reasoning. So it's it's already gone, but uh, <laughs> I had a I had a Terramana añejo, Excellent. and so for Thanksgiving. I, I was like, oh, you know, my kids are of age if they want a cocktail and uh, my ex-wife, like I said, her significant other are coming. And, and and then my wife, and I was like, Oh, like what fun drinks can, you know, can I have here? And I went to Safeway and they had some ginger beer. And I was like, Oh, everyone sort of likes some sort of mule. So we'll have Moscow mules, We'll have Kentucky mules and we'll have Mexican mules available for anybody who wants one. And I have all, you know, I have the tins and the and everything for it. So uh so that'll be fun if, if anyone wants to nice. drink that. That's what we'll be drinking. But so I, I thought about that for today. I was like, you know, I had a mule last week. Should I have another one? It's like, no, let's save it for Thanksgiving. You don't want to overdo it. So I just busted open the Añejo. And you know what's bad about so. I don't know if you do tequila in the, and and you put it in the freezer and frost it. Uh, the no, Rock,
3: we do, do that with vodka, but not with
2: tequila. So yeah. the Rock does it whenever he shows his drink on Instagram. It's always a, it's always uh, uh, a bottle from the freezer. He calls it frosted. And then he doesn't actually use a big rock. He just grabs a handful of ice and throws it in the glass, you know, with his (laughs) giant hand. (laughs) Yeah, sounds about right. And then you know he pours in whichever one, and 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 he had that's how he has it. But so the thing about the añejo bottle is the añejo bottle has a rubber thing where when you pull the top off, you have to pull the rubber off, and then you Mm. pull out the 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 top. It's not technically a cork, but it sort of acts like a cork. It's not great when frozen if you have not opened it, because when you open the rubber, it crumbles like broken plastic, and it just explodes all over the place. And this has happened like three times now, and I just don't remember that it does. (laughs) What I have to remember is drink the first glass and then put it in the freezer. So that thing doesn't happen. So that that was my problem. today.
3: That's happened to me with the makers, Mark, the makers 46 with the big wax on top Mm -hmm. of it. And it's yeah. Same thing. I've opened that sucker after it's, you know, been cold out in the fridge or, or out in the (laughs) uh, garage or something, just, Falls all over the place. Yeah, yeah.
2: Was, I made quite a quite a mess. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the rest of of the things. And these are just kind of news things that that happened in in, uh, in the last week. So we mentioned it last week. The Giants offered uh, Jock Peterson a qualifying offer. Some of the fans were like, "Why? Like this guy, you know, made six million and he overperformed from the six million. But you attach a almost twenty million a year deal to him, and maybe he's not." As valuable as he is on a six-year deal, he of course he was like, "What? You're going to pay me three times more than I made last year? I'm yeah. in." Uh, very smart deal for him to opt into one more <laughs> year. But, and I think this is where the Giants are going here is they trusted him because they saw him perform on a one-year deal, right? Yeah. He's not now. So you know, there's a lot of body shaming going on with one Jock Peterson here <laughs> with the fan base, which I will not get into but uh, yeah you know I, I i would like to see him come in a little bit better shape he doesn't have to be hercules he doesn't have to be aaron judge no. right you know but you know you'd like to see him a, a little quicker uh a, a little less of uh you know uh, any, anytime as you get older especially and not, not to say that he's old but as you and i know i mean you you keep you keep your weight down like you're constantly working out but as you get older like the joints man the joints are constantly saying you know, I, I would be happier if you dropped a few there, and and so as he gets older as well, um, that that'll be a thing for him. But I, I think the Giants trust him on a one year deal to play well and and to be a, a good player, even though they're paying him three times. He's not going to do three times as much as as he did last year. That's just not how it works. But I think and and if you and I are sort of reading this correctly he shouldn't be playing in the outfield because that's where his value just drops. And as a DH, he may be able to be a better offensive player, just hitting right-handed pitching and not having to worry about defense. And I'm okay with that, but uh, I can see why the, the move was polarizing for the fan base.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I knew as soon as I saw, I mean, as soon as you see the number, the, you know, 19 million, you go, Wow. Really? That's, I mean, that's what they're going to do. But again, I, you know, I summed it up last year by, or last week by basically saying, you're looking at like a $12 million a year deal because of last year, you figure that in two years, two years, 25 million, whatever. It it all kind of works out. Uh, The production he gave you, plus the supporting cast he's going to get this year, that 19 million is going to look uh, dwarfed when, uh, Aaron judge is getting 40 million a year. No, I I don't know what he's going to get, but, but it's still, it's a good, he's a good piece. He's, I'd even say a great piece for what the giants want to, uh, want to do this year, uh, continue to do this year. Like you said, Kapler is not shying away from the lefty righty. The platoons are going to be there. The matchups are going to be there. Uh, we've seen him have a, a three home run game. Um, it's, it's, I, I just don't think it's as bad of a deal as a lot of people thought when they first saw it because you're not going to give, you're not going to give Jock Peterson right now a three year deal. You're just not going to do that. Um, and, and speaking of working out all the time in the joints and getting, I had a hell of a time trying to just work out today. I, I was like, I got to work out today. And then I got out there and I, I was like, I'm not feeling this, man. So I, I pushed through it and I did it. And uh, and I think that's what Jock Peterson, you know, as he gets older, he's just going to have to push through some stuff and just bite the bullet and do it. I don't know if they've had talks about that. Yeah. I don't know if they've discussed that or not, but I think, and, and, and again, from the quotes and everything, I don't know how wild Jock Peterson was about getting the qualifying offer and being put in that position but again like we said you'd be dumb to turn that down i mean that that's not money he was going to get i don't even know if he's going to get it Two, you he might have gotten a one year 10 million yeah one for 10 two i i was thinking like two for 24 or something like that two for 24 he might have gotten that somewhere else um, but he's familiar with San Francisco. He's from the Bay Area. Uh, I think he saw the 19 and was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do this again. Uh, obviously, the reports are false that we saw during the season about Kapler losing the clubhouse, and nobody wants <laughs> to play for him anymore. Kruger, but that was man. the case. Yeah. Uh, Larry I, I Kruger
2: was <laughs> like, oh, this guy thinks he's you know intellectual. and I, I love Krug because I got to work with him back in the day but you know krug can often say the wrong thing and not know that it is uh actually offensive uh he's been known to do that a few times but i I still like him he he, he's he's a good guy uh but the uh yeah i think end of the day for jock it was a it was a no doubt about it yes and for the giants not so sure but you know what's gonna happen is you know in like three or four years jock's gonna like he's going to come in, he's going to come in all, all svelte one year to wherever he's playing. And he's going to go, you know what? I, you know, I was talking to people and they said, you know, once you get to a certain age, you got to drop weight. And then all the other teams that he's ever played for are going to be like, dude, we've been saying this the whole time. And now you finally listen, like, but he'll, he'll figure it out. Cause like, I mean, he's yeah. a professional athlete, right? Like that's just what his his job is. And, you know he's getting away with it because he can still he can still play pretty well. But you know at some point his body's going to tell him like, dude, like if you want if you want me to produce, like you need to help me out here.
3: Um, well, and the other thing too is if he does that though, if he does lose that weight, is is that going to make him a better outfielder? I, I mean that he, was it, that was the idea last year, and I don't ten, think that's tangentially
2: he should be able to get to a ball slightly quicker with less less weight on him uh it may make him a a better outfielder it may make him a better uh he, he may be able to get the swing around a little bit like we we went through the, the and the reason why we're sort of like talking about this. Cause we did this whole thing with Pablo, right? Like it was that oh, this was yeah. Pablo's whole story was, every year, every, every spring training. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, yeah, Pablo's Pablo. He's still, he's still playing somewhere. I don't think it's in the mm-hmm. bigs, right? He's, he's playing like some winter
3: ball or something, right? Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah. definitely okay. Not
3: in the major. Yeah.
2: All right. So last thing here, the giants did their rule five protection. So there's a draft that is upcoming and anybody that they did not put on the 40 man roster who has had i believe 5 years of time with the team and not been put on the 40 man roster is available to be drafted in this rule 5 draft though not too many people get drafted in this rule 5 draft because don't they have to don't don't they lose that same round in the following years regular draft there's like some trick to it as to why they just don't and they have to hold the player on the 40-man for the whole season. And if they don't, then they have to trade him back to the to the team that they got him for. There's like some wonky I, rules.
3: I don't even think it's the 40-man. I think he has to be on the active roster. So 25 or 26? I think he's got to be on the 25-man. If, if you want to send him down to the minors, he basically has to go back to the team. He, he needs to be offered back to the team. Um, so, yeah, that's why I don't think uh, the, the Rule 5 – You know, there are some things that happen in the Rule 5 on occasion where it's like, wow, this guy was a Rule 5 pick, and name me more than two. I don't think it's happened that often, so it's just one of those things that kind of helps you uh, uh, round out a roster. I know the Giants did it a couple years ago. I can't remember who it was with, Um, but they had somebody on their 25-man, and then – they used him for the first month of the season or so. And then they said, okay. And then send him back to the team that he came from. Um, It wasn't Connor Joe. I want to say it was Connor Joe, but I don't think it was Connor Joe. In 2021,
2: the giants picked up Connor Menez. uh, uh, No, 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 I'm sorry. The Cubs picked up Connor Menez from the giants. So the giants lost him. uh, And they also lost a first baseman named John Nagowski that the Braves okay. draft. I hadn't even heard of that guy. And they also lost a reliever by the name of John Duplantier. The, these could be just fake players from like <laughs> MLB, the show. And I would not
3: know. The these are out of the park uh, generated names, aren't they? So it was the, <laughs> the person that you're thinking of is Daniel Nunez. They yeah,
2: I that he got injured. They took him from the Mets and they returned him to the Mets. Um, but this thing goes back to – oh, Danny Jimenez is, is, the play, is the other one that you're thinking of. Okay. He's right-handed yeah. relief so the, pitcher.
3: Yeah, the Giants have been dipping into the Rule 5 draft um, the last couple of years. But in the past, it, it really wasn't their thing. Uh, I mean, because, again, these are fringe guys. These are guys who have been in the minors for a while. Um, you know, they, they haven't made it up to the bigs or they haven't stuck in the bigs um, and they're unprotected. They're not on anybody's 40 man. Uh, it just gives them an opportunity the The whole, the whole thing with the rule five is it gives these players an opportunity to get picked up by another team and possibly make it to the majors. So it's kind of like a second life type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um. You know, a, again, it's, it's kind of hit or miss. The giants would probably end up keeping most of these guys who are not protected, uh and and it'll be kind of a no no news thing all right so who did the giants
2: protect or who did the giants move to their 40 man uh right-handed relief pitcher tristan beck right-handed relief pitcher jose cruz infielder marco luciano outfielder luis matos those names we've been talking about uh all year a right-handed pitcher uh, Keaton Wynn and infielder Brett Wisely, who they traded for earlier that day in exchange for Tristan Peters. And Tristan Peters came over in the
3: deal for, for Rosenthal. Rosenthal. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and so Rosenthal so, went to – we had Rosenthal for, what, two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> and, and traded him to Milwaukee for – And then he didn't pitch, did he? Tristan Peters. Uh, he did not. He, he had an oblique strain and never saw any action. So
2: the Giants did not protect or did not add to the 40-man roster. Someone who you were following all season long, Hunter Bishop. And – I don't know if you're a team, do you put him on your 40 man, knowing that he's been hurt constantly? He's not made it, uh, you know, he's, he's not done well and, and advanced in, in, the ways the giants would have wanted. So, you know, that, that's an interesting one. Um, I have, I know Roger, he, he wrote a bunch of, uh, our friend Roger Munter, who was on this show earlier in the season he wrote a bunch of profiles on, like, yes or no, will the Giants protect these guys? Uh, but there's guys like uh, Will Wilson, who we had talked about. Uh, the Giants had, had, signed, had uh, traded for him. Uh, Jairo Palmares, uh Nick Avila, Michael Streifler, who was someone who they traded for last year, uh, Ricardo Genevez, uh, and Diego Rincones. So all of those guys uh, did not get added to the 40 man. And so there's a possibility that, you know, one or two of those guys could actually get picked up by another team in this rule five draft.
3: Yeah. And, and that's what we were saying earlier. You're going to have tough decisions. Uh, This is the first time Hunter Bishop uh, the season uh, played more than 80 games in a season, uh, obviously 2020 wiped out, but 2019 only playing in 32 games, 2021, 16 games this year, 86 games. He's only played in 134 games in the minors, um, in, in three seasons of minor league baseball, um, 467 at bats, 178 strikeouts, 223 average, 734 OPS, um, first round pick for the Giants. Uh, and, and and again, it's just going to be, there. are going to be tough decisions like this. I don't, I don't think a team, I don't think a team is going to waste a rule five pick on Hunter Bishop at this point and say, Hey, let, let, let's get him in here. I think the Giants are going to be able to continue to work with him this season. Um, but there are a lot of familiar names on there. And again, with the Giants, the way they work things, as you saw last year, the, the Giants don't, you know, they're fighting right now. Um, you know, they set the record for 107 wins the, the season before. And then they have uh, uh, 81 season the next season. Now this is a transition season. Are they going to be an 81-win team, team? Are they going to be a 95-win team going forward? So they're not just pushing guys from the minors up which is giving you know the Hunter Bishops of the world a chance to now move up another level. There's a lot of roadblocks in the Giants organization right now. Uh, and I think this, by protecting the players that they did and, and not protecting the other players that they didn't protect, I think they're showing at this point that like we, we just have a lot of guys in the minors who are cusp, too many cusp guys. We don't know what to do with them at this point. We could trade them. We, we could, but again... Is Hunter Bishop a trade piece? Is Will Wilson a trade piece? Not necessarily. They're probably a throw-in piece at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, You'd have to. It'd have to be like a Kyle Harrison and Hunter Bishop, Kyle Harrison and Will Wilson, um, for for a for a big player. Uh, But the Giants also aren't willing to do that. So I think you just see a lot of flux in the minors right now with the Giants. Um, Just kind of a a swampy, stagnant area that there's not a lot of movement. Um, And that's why I think this season of free agency might change that because you might end up getting a guy who can play second base and be an everyday second baseman um, and then move to shortstop next year. What do you do with Tyro at that point? Do you trade him? And then that opens up the floodgates then to kind of move things in the minors. I mean, we're so early in free agency, but it's Thanksgiving. So It's just kind of, we're we're waiting for everything to like crack open and just burst here at any moment. Um, And it will, you know, as soon as some moves start making when judge signs somewhere, when Radon signs somewhere, everybody else is going to start signing. It's just going to start moving those are big guys. Um, And, and, you know, at one point they were both tied to the giants. So, you know, maybe, maybe we can get judge and Radon back to the giants and then, And then everybody else can sign wherever they want. (laughs)
2: All right. So the last uh, piece of this is in order to make room on the 40 man, the giants had to designate a bunch of players for assignment, right-handed pitcher, Sam De La Plaine. One of Brad's favorites, Harleen, the dream Mm, Garcia. They had to go,
3: man. Did he get picked up? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I haven't seen We'll have, to, we'll have to look. I'll that look up. that up while you read off the other ones. Yeah, uh, and somebody who the Giants had just
2: <laughs> grabbed like a couple of days before, Dom Nunez. So I think the hope is that he they 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 dump him and he clears waivers and they can they can keep him. Uh, he's a catcher for he played for the Rockies. Uh, Drew Strottman, another right-handed pitcher, catcher Maybris Veloria. Uh, infielder Colton Welker and another Brad favorite, Jason Vosler had to uh, be DFA. would So we'll see some of those. I I mean, uh, outside of Garcia, I don't know who else would possibly not clear. Uh, and they may be able to bring the the ones that they want back.
3: Yeah. I think, uh, Dom Nunez, if he clears giants, probably try to get him back catchers. I mean, you know, The Giants will try to get as many catchers as possible. Harleen the dream. um, Probably time to move on. Uh, He had what, the last three seasons, uh, 2.84 ERA. Um, But he was a, you know, kind of a left handed reliever specialist out of the bullpen last year. Giants really need to remake their bullpen. I mean, that was their strong point in 21. And it was just a mess in 22. So to see names like Kenley Jansen and Taylor Rogers, you're going to see a lot more names um, for, you know, tied to the Giants bullpen going in the next couple of weeks.
2: All right. I think we are done with this episode. So, uh, yeah. So I hope that everyone has a, a great rest of their week, uh, has a great holiday. If that is something that you are doing on Thursday. And Brad and I will be back next week to talk about hopefully a little bit, a little bit more movement in this free agency, and uh, yeah, we'll figure out some of that. There is someone who we want to bring on, and he sent me an email, and and it had to do with like chasing down all of the autographs from, I want to say is the 1978 team, something like that. I believe so. And so he's got a really cool story. Uh, Daniel Brown wrote about him, I believe in the Merck, like back in the day. So he's reached out to us and he wants to come on. So that'll be a fun one. When we don't have a ton of topics to talk about, uh, you know, a lot, you know, slow news week or whatever, we'll bring him on because uh, I think that's a fascinating, like 78 giants, like who, you know, who has stories like that of just going and getting like all their autographs and stuff? So that's, yeah, for sure. And that, that's a part we've mentioned. Like, that's kind of a blind spot for us, the 70s. It's, it's not, there's not a lot yeah. that we know about 70s. so That'll be fun.
3: No, I was five years old, Garrett. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, for Brad, I'm Double G. Everyone have a, a great holiday. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Gobble, gobble.
1: Hey there, I'm Brandon Gelly from the Always Cheating Podcast, co-hosted with my friend Josh Landon. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What is Blue Wire? Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and their business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. And it's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup you can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. So if you'd like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, visit
0: wefunder.com slash BlueWire. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports.